Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty Freak. That means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you, so let's talk some Dynasty. Here we are. The Super Bowl has come and gone, episode number 219. We are turning our face fully uh, to the offseason. Man, the season's finally come to uh, an end. Congrats uh, to the Chiefs. That uh, great game on Sunday, but a uh, kind of a terrible ending, in my opinion. It's pretty frustrating to see just such a great game come down to just a penalty that was iffy. At least it wasn't called like that earlier in the game. Don't get me wrong, I was rooting for the Chiefs. I just wanted to see it come down, you know, to the wire, and the way it ended was kind of slow. But congrats to the Chiefs. Uh, If I had any thoughts of rooting for the Eagles, my most hated team, they went away very quickly when Dak Prescott was, you know, uh, named the the NFL Man of the Year, brought out onto the field before the game kicked off, and immediately there were all the boos against the Man of the Year. Classic Philly. You guys get what you deserve. But it was a fun year, fun season. Pretty exciting. Uh, Congrats again to the Chiefs. So the the football season might uh, technically be over now, but for Dynasty Freaks, we never stop improving our teams. Um, The process of the offseason is what we're in right now as we really start to prepare for our rookie drafts in May. And so to help you stay active in the offseason, I wanted to do this podcast about things that I do this time of year, things that I think if you did them, they could help you improve as a Dynasty manager. So I'm going to talk about 10 things that I do between the Super Bowl and the NFL Combine. So that's just a couple weeks away. So some of these I've honestly already started. If you've been following the podcast, um, you saw that I already started some of these things, but I'm going to just kind of list them all out for you, kind of the process of what I do really between the Fantasy Super Bowl, the Dynasty Super Bowl, and about the NFL Combine. Um, That's kind of the stuff that I do at this period. I forgot to say off the top, uh, thanks for giving me a break last week. I apologize that I couldn't do a podcast. If you Follow the news, or if you live in Austin, you know that we were without power for five days in my house, and so things got pretty chaotic, and I had to work uh, I had to work this weekend to catch up on things, so missed a podcast last week, but here I am again. Thanks so much for listening. I, I appreciate your support, so let's get into it. Ten things to do between the Dynasty Super Bowl or the NFL Super Bowl and the NFL Combine that's coming up here in a couple weeks. Here's ten things to do to become a better dynasty manager. First is to re-rank the rookie class. So a few weeks ago, I already talked about how I would re-rank my top 24 rookies. Go back and listen to that podcast if you haven't yet. Um, But that's one thing I do at the end of the year, I try to re-rank at least the top 24 rookies and compare them to how I had them ranked back in May during the rookie drafts. And I, I do this to pay special attention to the players that I was wrong about, particularly to determine if I need to change my process in the years to come. If players surprise me by playing better or worse than I thought, I try to determine, you know, why was I wrong in my evaluation? No one's perfect, of course, in the rookie rankings, because sometimes players just surprise, even the best analysts, they just surprise. As situations change, opportunities arise, things just happen. But still, sometimes we can learn from our mistakes, uh, even if they seem random. Uh, For instance, this year, I had Brian Robinson and Isaiah Pacheco ranked too low. Uh, because, you know, I thought that they had starting running backs with much higher draft capital in front of them. And the process, though, you know, I think is still right most of the time. But now I might have to consider, you know, whether I really want to weigh that uh, as heavily as I have in the future because there's been a few guys now that have improved. Or, for instance, uh, a guy that still has time to improve, David Bell. He's one of the rookies that I missed on most 
this year. The biggest reason why I had him ranked so high was because his college production, one of the factors that I consider most highly when I'm ranking rookies. And now I may be up to, you know, open to factoring college production a little bit less in the coming seasons. I'm not going to make drastic changes, but it helps to go back and re-rank the class and look at your process, particularly where you missed and maybe where there's some things that you can learn in improving the rookie rankings in the future. That's the first thing I did. I did that actually a couple weeks ago. The next thing I did the next week, if you listen to my podcast, is my second uh, piece of advice would be to grade your trades. So the next step in my uh, process is to grade all of my trades, you know, which I talked about a few weeks ago. Go back and listen to that. Sometimes this can be a brutal task, but improving as a dynasty manager and a trader is essential. Um, I look back at all the team, at all my teams, and every trade that I've made, and at the time of the season that I made those trades to try to remember what I was thinking when I did them. And then I just kind of grade the trades from worst to first. If you enjoyed that podcast, you heard about one terrible trade that I made at the end or before the season started that looks like the worst trade I made all of last year. But I made a lot of good ones too. And so the process can help you discover if the players that you acquired um, or traded away uh, helped or hurt the teams within that season, but also helps you think from a dynasty perspective, how have they helped your team you know, beyond this one season. It's a humbling process sometimes, but looking back on all the trades you won can actually be very rewarding. So trading is a huge part of building dynasty teams, of course. So we must evaluate our trades by the at the end of the year to if we want to improve as a dynasty manager. Third thing that I do is then you just really need to grade your teams. Now the next step is just to grade your teams. And to do so, you need to assess your roster uh, and the rest of the rosters in the leagues. Not only your roster, but all the rosters in the league. So look at your roster first and look at your depth. Look at your starting lineup, look at your depth, and look at all the upcoming draft picks that you have and then begin to compare them with the others to decide whether you're a contender, a rebuilder, or what you might call a middle-of-the-pack team. And look to see which positions you're strong at or weak at or average at. If you're a contender, think about one or two moves that you need to make to get to the top of the top. Uh, if you're a rebuilder, think about one or two moves that you can make to rebuild faster. And if you're in the middle of the pack, it's kind of a hard spot to be. You need to decide if you're content there or if you need to make a few moves to, to either be a contender or become a re- rebuilder. It's important to grade your teams and assess your teams compared with the others, even so far as to go into all of your leagues and just rank the rosters, you know, 1 to 12, and just see what you think, where your team fits in. Next thing that I do is then I start to study the free agent class. This is a very critical step in grading your team. Um, you might even say it needs to be happening as you're grading your team because you have to be aware of the status of the, uh, the contracts of the players that you have on your roster, especially making note of those who are free agents. That's the most important thing. Easiest way to do this is to go to spotrack.com, although I think they pronounce it spotrack.com, uh, where there you can quickly pull up all the free agents and sort them by position. So you need to know uh, which players on your team could benefit or get hurt by free agency. You also need to know which players you know that will become free agents because you might have players on their NFL team, and when they move on to another team, one of your players might benefit. So there's so much that can happen in free agency, uh, positive or negative. Uh, sometimes players benefit from the signing with a new team, and the, uh, the player that signs, or sometimes the player with you know now all of a sudden has less competition because the man in front of them has decided, you know signed with another team. So much happens in free agency, so you have to look at all the free agents not just on your rosters, but really around the whole NFL because it's going to affect, you know, the teams that are, you know, tandem running backs, for instance, on your team. You're going to you need to know, hey, this other guy's a free agent, so this might, my running back might get the lead job next year. Or they're all free agents, so it's just total speculation of what's going to happen. Uh, so it's very important to look 
at the free agency class uh, to get a gauge for what your team really looks like. And then after you've done that, the next thing that I recommend is that you churn the back of your roster. So some of my leagues, you know, close the waiver wire after the Dynasty Super Bowl, uh, but many do not. I'm so glad that many do not. I don't like, personally don't like the leagues where they actually close the waivers until the, until the rookie draft. It kind of makes it less fun for me in the offseason. But in the leagues that don't, I always uh, churn the back of my roster by adding players at the back end that may benefit from moves that the team may make in free agency and the NFL draft. For instance, I always drop my kicker in leagues with kickers, um, and then I look to drop actually older players or maybe free agents. As I've studied the free agents, I might look at my free agents and say, yeah, here's some guys I'm not really confident are going to get a better situation than they're at right now. And so the free agents, older players, and definitely kickers are the ones that I'm willing to drop off my teams. And then what I look to add is rookies, particularly rookies that were dropped during that season. A lot of times people give up, you know, on their third and fourth round rookies that they drafted. And those are fun guys just to pick up and hold at the very back end of your roster. In addition, I just like to add younger players. They don't have to be rookies, but younger players. Or as I studied the free agents, um, you start to realize from the free agents, there's some players out there probably on the waiver wire that could really benefit if players move off of their teams. And so those are the types of players that I try to target as well. These are definitely back of the roster in guys for sure. So they're not going to be, you know, great pickups. But I'd rather hold one or two young guys in the offseason, uh, definitely more than a kicker, but definitely more than older guys or free agents that I think are going to lose when it comes to free agency. So turn your roster. That's the next thing I would do. Four more, five more suggestions here halfway through. Number six here is to clean up your watch list. So one of the essential things that dynasty managers can do is to keep a very active watch list or some platforms call it their scout team. Uh, basically just a list of players that you can indicate that you're interested in following and think or might be players that you might add, you know, at the back of your roster there. And it's important to do that because it'll help you remember the players. It makes you much more efficient on the waiver wire. And so this time of the year, it's wise to clean up your watch list. So you start by unwatching the guys that you no longer want to add to your team. If, you, if you've been active at using your watch list like Dynasty Freaks should do, your watch list should have a bunch of players on there. Now you look at them and the first thing you do is you clean them out. Just like, okay, not interested, not interested, not interested. But then what you literally do, this is what I do. I go to the entire list of players. I sort by every quarterback, every running back, every receiver, every tight end, and just go through the entire list of all the players that are still available. And I add the ones that I do want to watch back to my scouting team or to my watch list. And so this process makes the churning of the back end of your roster much easier throughout the rest of the offseason into the new year. So clean up all the guys you don't want and add back guys that you do by literally looking at every single player that's available and making note of the ones that you want to keep an eye on. Next thing, and here's where it gets real fun, is study the rookie class. Uh, the fun begins when you get to start studying for the rookie class. And most dynasty freaks, like myself, have full-time jobs and thus have limited time. For instance, I can't watch film you know, hours and hours a day, but I can commit myself to a few things that help me study the rookie class and determine the rookie rankings. If you've listened to me before, you know that uh, I put out my rookie rankings in my, just last week, uh, two weeks ago. That's what I try to do before the Super Bowl. I try to get out my rookie rankings. Early projections for sure, but here's how I go about uh, finalizing my early projections from my rookies. First things I do is I look at uh, highlights of them on YouTube. Second thing I do is I look up their college uh, stats on sportsreference.com, and then I look out their recruiting profile on 24-7 Sports. So doing these three things for each player, they will give you an idea of how to rank the rookie class. So knowing how each player was ranked in their recruiting class is really essential because it can help you often break tiebreakers between players and you can see how long a player has been thought to be one of the best. 
uh, depending on you know if they're a three-star, four-star, or even five-star recruit. And then second, it's important to understand their college stats. That's why I go to prosportsreference.com uh, uh, look at their college stats. Because then you can see whether they improved from year to year to year, which is something I really like to see, or whether they had an early breakout year, which is really important to see, or whether they have hit key statistical thresholds. That, you know, if they've passed those uh, thresholds that compare with NFL future success, there's many thresholds that are out there that help you decide, yeah, if, you, if a player has done this in college, this is who they compare with in the NFL. These players have done it and been stars in the NFL, and it's more likely then that when these thresholds are hit, uh, these players are going to be good as well. And so, plus it's the most fun thing that you can do. you got to form your own opinion on players. Don't just go to someone's uh, rankings and look at them. Look at them and do the judgment yourself. So start with my rookie rankings. Go to my rookie rankings and then start doing that process. Follow their highlights on YouTube. uh, Look up their stats on Sports Reference. See how they were as a recruit in 24-7 sports. And then make your own opinion uh, and start ranking the players. That's the fun part. And then what I do after that, so I've done that process, I'm already caught up to here right now, and now I'm doing uh, these next things. These last three things are what I'm going to do next, uh, right now during this next couple couple weeks leading up to the Combine. First is adapt your podcast and websites. So this is number seven here, adopt your podcast and websites. So what I do now is I try to tweak and improve my rookie rankings by listening and reading from people who do have full-time jobs as scouts. I can only do so much with a full-time job. I'm sure you're in the same boat. But those who are full-time scouts, whether they get more time to do it or the fact that they've done it for longer than you and I have, you start to put weight in what they do. And so I'm more of a listener than a reader, so I don't do as many websites. But what I do is I just download a ton of different podcasts at this time of year that I wouldn't normally listen to during the regular season. I like podcasts because I can multitask while I'm doing something else. So I subscribe to podcasts like Move the Sticks or First Draft or The College Draft, Dynasty League Football, uh, Matt Waldman. Uh, all of which do a great job talking about the incoming rookie class and giving some expert opinions from those, uh, many of whom can do it full-time. I also like to mix in a few other Dynasty podcasts that I don't really have time to listen to during the season to get other you know, analyst opinions who don't have full-time do- jobs doing it, but uh, who do spend a lot of time on it like I do. Uh, you know, I like to, you know, it's good to hear various opinions from professionals uh, who watch more film than I can and have done so, have done so for many years and do it professionally. Additionally, some of the professionals are insiders, and because they're insiders, they can actually tell us what NFL teams and scouts actually think about the rookie class, and so they help you get an understanding of what really the rookies think by the NFL team's standpoint, and really that helps you start to solidify possible draft capital, which leads me to my ninth point here. The next thing you need to do is you need to start analyzing the mock drafts. Uh, That's what you determine draft capital, and that's radically going to affect how you should rank your rookies. So speaking of draft capital... Uh, one thing that I do throughout the offseason leading up to the NFL draft is, and subsequent rookie drafts that are going to happen right after the NFL draft is I follow uh, mock drafts. Uh, anytime there's a mock draft out there, I read about it. Anytime there's one that's on a podcast, I listen to it. Uh, Dynasty rookie you know, mock drafts as well, but more so the NFL drafts. I listen to both. NFL draft capital is one of the most critical factors in rookie rankings. So I'm going to follow the mock drafts to learn which players are likely to get drafted ahead of others primarily focusing on the players projected to get drafted in the first three rounds of the NFL draft. Uh, there's no better site to do that than grinding the mocks, which kind of does a conglomerate, almost like Fantasy Pros does for fantasy rankings, a conglomerate of all the people who make mock drafts and combines them all together. It gives you a really good idea as to where players might go. Uh, I also listen to enough Dynasty podcasts that do their own rookie mock drafts just to see what other analysts and guys like myself, uh, how they value the rookie class. 
super fun to follow the mock drafts. I don't know that their opinions, um, you know, shape mine as much as the guys who do it full time, uh, but the ones who do it full time and are putting these mock drafts together with information that they've gathered from the teams, um, that's a huge factor in, in me finalizing my rookie rankings before the NFL draft. So follow the mock drafts. You'll get a better idea on which rookies you should be valuing more than others. And last thing I'll say, number 10, is just be a dynasty freak. That's be a dynasty freak, and that just means staying active 365 days a year. Make it a habit to look over your roster at least once a week. Look at your watch list every week, too, just to consider if you want to churn the back end of your roster. Offer trades once you've determined what kind of team you are. If you've graded your team, offer trades. Respond to trades. Keep conversations going on your various platforms that you communicate in your leagues. Man, just have fun. Stay active and be a dynasty freak. If you follow these 10 steps, I promise your team's going to improve by the time of the year, and you're going to be very prepared to make your team even better uh, as you come up to the rookie drafts here in, what, about two two and a half months? So we're getting close. It's going to be a fun time of season to be a dynasty freak. All right, that's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Make the two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's. Much better on email than Twitter. Would love to converse with you as we start to move toward this fun part of the offseason. Follow these steps and make your teams better and be a dynasty freak. That's it. Until next time you know what to do, go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin. 